Welcome to the Talent Brand Podcast by Talent Brand Alliance. My name is Will Staney. I'm the CEO at Proactive Talent and co-founder of the Talent Brand Alliance with my fellow co-founder. Hey there, this is Brian, Director of Employer Brand at Indeed and co-founder of the Talent Brand Alliance. Now, the Talent Brand Alliance is a community for recruitment marketing and employer branding professionals who want to connect with and learn from their peers both online and offline. We're here to talk and learn about all things recruitment marketing, talent brand building, and talent brand technology with the employee experience storytellers that do this every day. You ready? Let's go. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Talent Brand Podcast. Welcome back. Uh, I am so happy and excited to chat today with Camille Richardson. Uh, I, I first met Camille uh, several years ago, uh, and and we just we we hit it off. We kept talking and bouncing back and forth. And you know those those relationships where you you keep seeing people, and you're just like, okay, I know you're 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 up to something amazing, and you love chatting about it. So back and forth. So I knew yes. when we were talking about the summit that we that we had I had to get had to get Camille on. Camille, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Brian. It's great to be here. Now, just to paint a picture for everybody, you are uh, on a porch and you have a lovely setting behind you that no one can see, uh, but it's beautiful. It's making me <laughs> think about going outside and there's birds chirping. So if you hear a little bit of that, um, just know that I'm the tiniest bit jealous. Uh, so I, so <laughs> I appreciate that and, and know that, that you're, you're actually joining us from California, right? That's right. Silicon Valley and um, outside enjoying some of the California sunshine during this work from home period. And that's the thing, right? So staying outside or getting outside is something that not everybody is able to do. Um, so I think that's amazing. Now, now I know this, but where do you work and what do you do? <laughs> I am at Facebook and um, have been there for almost three years. I am uh, leading our global employment brand creative team currently, and um, really, really excited about the role. So we're part of a, a larger talent attraction team, and we essentially create and distribute um, the employment brand content on behalf of that TA team. And we also have some sentiment driving branding that lives within my team for diversity and culture, which I am extremely passionate about. So super excited to um, have that connection to those spaces as well. Oh, that's cool. That's definitely something that um, I'm sure a lot of people are, if they're not already thinking about it, they're thinking about it now. It's like, how do we take that message home? How do we share it? Um, and I know that like, we can talk about it in a little bit, but for me, I know I've had more conversations around that as of late, um, but also just thinking about how do we share stories, right? So you have some companies out there that are sharing, they're like, now they're scrambling for content because they're like, we, it hasn't been about our employees and they're now making it about their employees. And so for us, we've been sharing stories from our employees since 2016 uh, formally, sure. right? And so it's like, okay, how do we, how do we now tell the story? It's like, well, you should have already been telling the story from your employee's perspective, but if you're not, here's how you, <laughs> here's how you start doing that. So I, I love, I, I love the fact that you're, you're managing a creative team. So you've got you, there's all these different, um, personalities and skills and abilities that go into making up that, 
Um, so I, think I actually love that role because you, you get, you get to be on the forefront of all the creative work. Um, I'll bet that's exciting on a daily basis. It really is. And, um, you know, I have kind of two sides to my brain that I'm passionate about. And there is that creative side that gets juiced in meetings and in presentations and getting to um, see the latest and greatest and, you know, innovation in the creative space. Um, and then I also have the business side, which is more data driven. And um, definitely, you know, I'm looking at that bottom line and trying to understand what's the impact of the work that we're doing. So I think that that combination has um, helped our team be able to grow and continue to be resourced because we're able to make that connection back to the impact on the business beyond just producing beautiful creative. Right. And so just to put some, um, some detail around that, what kinds of roles are, uh, do the people on your team have? So we have designers, uh, content strategists, uh, film producers, uh, ad campaign managers, media partnerships managers, um, diversity and culture brand managers. Um, I think I've named them all. So yeah, pretty diverse team. <laughs> yeah. We definitely like all types of personalities and it's so much fun working with a creative group. Um, there's a lot of passion in the room I for can, sure. I can imagine. Um, and so um, so my team is not, I don't have quite the same structure, but we, we talked earlier, we have similarly sized teams. And so it is, it's fun to to let the team be creative and see what they come up with and um, and see how they work together. Now, you you actually came to uh, to recruiting from the marketing world, right? How did that How did that happen? I did. Um, it was super random. I was perusing jobs, um, and and I like to do that, whether employed or not. I do that. I'm interested always to see what's out there. But I was looking at this role, and I actually thought it would a great role for my husband. Um, my husband has some HR and marketing experience in his background. And I was reading, you know, it was like director of an employer brand and it kept talking about HR. And then it was talking about marketing. And I'm like, hey, you know, Darian's done both of those. I need to share this role with him. And I yeah. did. He's like, you should be doing this role. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is, this is HR. Like I'm not HR, I'm marketing. Yeah. Um, Reread re the job description, decided to start like looking up what is this whole employer brand thing? Like, what is this about? I spent probably 72 hours over a weekend just like delving into everything I could about this discipline and realizing more and more, the more that I read, the more I was like really um, excited and felt like this is an opportunity to take that marketing and turn it into something that's like impacting this huge decision that people make in their lives. Um, different from what I had been doing in the past when I was at the Home Depot selling, you know, lawn and garden um, or at Delta Airlines, you know, talking about a flight and a price of a flight. Like it, you know, interesting work, but to be able to tell someone like why you should dedicate the next five to 10 years of your life and potentially move your family, you know, from somewhere in the world um, to wherever, you know, the company's located, like those are big decisions. And I love being a part of that process. So that, that piqued my interest and I went for that job actually. And that brought me to Macy's and Bloomingdale's. Very cool. And that was actually where, um, where we first met, you were working at Macy's and, um, it's a different, it's a different buy cycle. It's a different sell, right? When you're thinking about, 
the conversation and, and how does that, how long does that process take and what are the motivators? And it's very different than, like you said, than, than a flight or a set of power tools and understanding right. that the, the repercussions for buying or making the wrong purchase in those environments are a lot more temporary than they yes. are in the career realm. So yeah, so it's even, there's, there's this elevated sense of responsibility. I love, I love that. Um, what, what are you working on now? What is your team working on that you can share? So we're working on a lot. Um, but I would say one of the larger projects that I'm really proud of that my team um, completed phase one of recently and we're in the midst of moving towards phase two is um, the introduction of remote work for Facebook as a company. So. Um, Facebook has typically not been a remote company and we have many hubs all across the world where we encourage people to move to and work from. And uh, recently things have changed pretty drastically in terms of the um, appetite for remote work and being a part of that process has been really gratifying. Um, we started out with just an announcement of remote work is coming that included some updating to our career site, which included some social campaigns, um, internal and external comms, um, creation of a video that was literally from footage that we already had that we right. were able to re-edit and put together in a very short time frame. So lots of scrappiness, um, lots of weren't really sure what the program was going to be exactly until a few days before launch. So um, it was a high profile, very much secret type of project that uh, we kept under wraps for about four weeks while we worked like crazy on it. Um, and so now we're at the point of everyone knows about the announcement. The, the landing page has been up for a few weeks now and we're getting into phase two, which is sort of putting some more structure and definition around what exactly remote work phase one will look like at Facebook. So um, for us, we're, we're excited to see where this goes and how we can hopefully open the doors even wider um, to people from all over to be able to join us. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And then to have to work in secret on a project like that, when, um, when, when you know what's happening, I would imagine that there's almost as many waves about that or ripples, I should say, internally as there are externally. Was that, is that true? It's very true. It's very true. Because, of course, the first question that everyone asks is that, you know, we're doing this for new hires. What about us? You know, what's the internal message around that? Mm -hmm. Can current employees start to work remote? When? Where? Who? You know, yes, for sure. So there was lots of internal excitement as well. I think just a lot of surprise. Um, again, it's a big shift for the company in terms of mindset and where we were six months ago would not have indicated that we'd be making that kind of announcement. So um, yeah, really excited to be a part of that. Now, when you're, you have a, you have a sizable creative team and I'm sure they find their inspiration from lots of different places. Um, but you having been in the space for, for a while, who do you look to? Like who inspires you when you think about how do I do this? Who's somebody else that you look to say, okay, I'm sure they've, they've tackled this problem before. What are they doing? Who do you look to? Yeah, I feel like I, you know, coming from a consumer marketing background, I'm still very inspired by consumer brands. Um, but I also, of course, I'm simultaneously looking at employment brand and who's doing what in that space. So I'd say from a consumer perspective, my eye is always on Nike. I always want to know what's the latest and greatest that they're doing. I feel like from an inspiration 
um, perspective as well as really connecting um, to their audiences authentically. There's a lot to be gained from that, even in the EB space. Um, so, you know, they've been at the forefront for me for a while in terms of taking risks and, and having that payoff and just having the vision. So uh, Nike for sure on the consumer side. I think on the, on the EB side, um, I really like what Microsoft does many times. Uh, they're nimble. They're, they're actually pretty fast in terms of um, tying themselves to current events and, you know, um, kind of what's going on in the world. Um, and I, I like the, I can see being an insider in this space, I like the thinking behind yeah. what they're doing. And that's what I can really visualize when I see their work. Um, one of the things that I thought they did a great job of recently was, you know, after everything started, um, you know, with the murder of George Floyd and the unrest that came directly after, they began to share employee quotes, you know, from allies and like really speaking to the issue that the entire world was dealing with. Um, and so I thought that that was really great for them to step up and, and take a stand on that and do it really quickly. Um, so that's just one example of, I think, where they've led in, in our area. Yeah, that's a challenge, right? So it's not just to to be able to say the right thing or to say the thing that um, is the true story or voice of your employee, but to be able to move quickly enough, especially right. at a company the size of Microsoft, to be able to have to for them to get sign off for them to say, hey, this is a priority. We're pushing this through. We're doing this. These are the stories that we're highlighting. These are all the things. But then to also say, oh, by the way, this has to go through PR, comms, marketing, right. brand, all of these different channels that we know exists at companies of a certain size, especially a company like Microsoft, right? So For sure. to be able to push through that means you have to have a leader that, that gets it, that understands that they have to get out of the way of, um, of good storytelling in some instances. 100%. Agree with that. Yeah, because I know there's a lot of hoops that that you have to jump through. And I commend them for that for pushing through for what they felt like was the right thing to say at that time. I think it was. Now, you you mentioned George Floyd, you mentioned all the things that are happening. What, what have you taken away? And I know this is like, like just one microscopic lens as we think about talent brand. It's right. It's so much bigger than than that. It's on a human level. But what's something yeah. that you've taken that you've either observed or taken away? Because 2020 has taught us a lot um, about who we are, about what's Ooh. important. What have you? What What's something you've taken away? And I know that even if you have to think about that, like I want, I'm curious what what you've seen. Yeah, there definitely has been a lot. I think I think the biggest thing that I would say is. Um, Authenticity, which is something I know we talk about a lot and we always have, I think is, is more important now than ever. And, and I think being really real about your company and not um, jumping on a bandwagon just to say you did it, just to check the box. I think that's something that in the past, you know, many companies would have done, many EB teams would have done with no real thought. You know, hey, if there's something going on, if everyone else is doing it, let me go ahead and put it out there. I'm going to put up my, my, you know, social media post that's black with white text that says that we support Black Lives Matter. So right? many, so many of those. Everywhere, everywhere, right? And, and I think the, 
the introspection that we have to have at this point um, as people, you know, speaking on behalf of a company, but also speaking to people who are potential employees and candidates is, you know, if we're not walking the walk, then we really need to, we need to be real about that and say, you know, we're not where we need to be. Um, change the focus a bit to something else that you can stand on that is real about your company, but don't just do what everyone else is doing for the sake of doing it. Because I think that actually in the end you lose points and, and you, you end up um, coming across as a place that's just checking that box and, and not putting in the work. So I think from the perspective of, you know, racial justice and what everyone's focused on right now, I'm very grateful for that. But it's a marathon, not a sprint. And so I think the the proof will be there in who sticks with it and who does the work. And I think those companies are going to stand out. And I think those EB teams who are at those companies are going to have that much more of a story to tell um, about the work, actually what's happening, you know, beyond the, the posts. Uh, that's, that's, that's exactly the lesson I hope a lot of people are taking away is that it's not just about a tweet or an Instagram post or any of those things. A lot of people feel like they have to put that out there. So just in case you're not sure we believe, or we've, or we like, it's we're, 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 right. we're with you. Um, but it's what comes after. Right. And like you said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So it's, how are you putting your, where your money, where your mouth is, how are you saying the things that lead to action and doing right. the things that make a difference? If you believe this, then you're actually going to either change your behavior or continue to change or amplify your behavior. Right. So it's, Absolutely. so it's just, it's just saying, what are, what's next? Like we get it. You've checked the box. What's next. For sure. And taking it down to the level of our roles, you know, in employment brand, I think some of the small things we can do is if we get a list of employees to feature and they're, you know, 90% white men, like push back on recruiting, push back on whomever you're getting this, this cast list from and ask the hard questions. And if we don't have people of color or people with different backgrounds to feature, like, you know, that, that kind of speaks for itself. But I feel like we at least need to be asking the question and not just saying, great, sounds good. Um, and moving forward. So I think that there is a, a part for us to play and um, representing our companies accurately and truthfully, but also ensuring that we can try to get as representative as, you know, across many different voices and many, many different, you know, ways of thinking and ways of approaching the world as possible. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and I, I've gotten to the point where I no longer ask management and this is like holistically, like as a, as a career and doing what we do, I no longer ask management for the list of everybody that we need to interview or that we need to take pictures of or all of those things. We ask for yep. a list, but that that's maybe half of the people and we go source the, the rest of the people on ourselves because yes. we, we observe who's in the office, who's in the roles, who's doing the work and we go find those stories and we have to be journalists and we have to be journalists who understand that there's a real story there, not just the story that that you know someone wants you to he hear or see so true we found success with that as well um but yeah you, you basically you have to do the legwork you have to be willing to put in the work to find the to find the stories um i you know we're so lucky to have you as a facilitator just knowing knowing what you know in the background and things that you've seen um as i think about 
um, what you're going to bring to it, you know, managing a creative team, you know, what, what can you share? Could you share a little bit of sneak peek about how you're thinking about the, the, the session about being a, a facilitator and what you really want to challenge people to do? Absolutely. Um, I'm really excited about the session. I think that there's going to be an opening up of minds, hopefully, around um, how to get at that creativity and not have it turn into a you know, half a million dollar exercise with an external agency, but really where can you leverage your current resources to make something happen? And I think that that, um, that comes through in a few ways. One would be if you have a creative team, of course, there's that talent that's there. Um, but I've been in situations where I've been a team of one and I've hired a freelancer for a few mm -hmm. hundred bucks and they've, they've come up with amazing ideas. Um, I think that part of it is just being able to stay open to different avenues of getting to where you need to go. And I think there's another part of it, which is like taking, the action and going through the exercise to open your mind to um, to really understanding what your company is bringing to the table that's unique and different that would break through. So even if it's not, you know, the um, $150,000 video, but the point is it's different. You know, your message is different, mm -hmm. how you're approaching, you know, the work is different. There's something there that's unique and and really can only be told by your company. I think it's latching onto those things that helps that creative um, just, you know, stand out amongst that sea of sameness. Um, I'm going to talk about the sea of sameness quite a bit in the beginning, uh, just to give people, you know, a visual even of how a lot of us are out there saying the same things, showing the same things. Right. Um, so creating well, something that stands out and they're scared, is, right? So they're scared. Yeah. And we, talk, we talked about that before of just like, are we, when you, when you, when you go back to the companies who are just putting out the same quote on the black background with the white text, like that yeah. comes, that comes from fear, like a fear of saying the wrong thing. So it's like, Oh, we're now going to say all these things because they sound good. Or we think they, we think that's the, the way that we should be talking about ourselves. And then, like you said, sea of sameness, you end up with um, what I like to call employer blanding, um, which is, which is <laughs> yes. really, it's just, it's just people not standing out and not really getting to the root of who they are and what, what they value. Yeah. So some of that work is foundational, right? You know, it's on the front end mm -hmm. of really understanding that value proposition that you have and only you have. And it's not just the buzzwords of, um, you know, you're going to grow here or you're going to, you know, we, we stand for, you know, uh, truth or we, we stand for authenticity. Like that's all great. Um, but really you have to get down to that next level of, of what's going to happen at your company with someone's career that's different based upon the values, based upon, um, you know, the mission. Um, so I, one of the reasons why I joined Facebook was the fact that we are a mission-driven company, and I felt really strongly about that mission. And for me, that was an anchoring point that I felt like was different than um, other companies that I've been at and others that I've seen out there, which gave me that, you know, that vision for the potential of the stories that could be told and something that we could always go back to as like this is our north star right building communities um so like what is that for your company on the foundation and then from there you just start to build and then it becomes this super cool stuff that um that no one else is doing which is really what i what i hope everyone can get to yeah i um I, i'm still stuck on uh the hundred fifty thousand dollar video 
uh, idea. I'm like, I'm like, please tell me where, how do they get this budget? I have no idea where, 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 where this budget comes from. Um, I, I we're even, not spending that much either. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, and I'm not saying you were, I'm just saying like, you know, from on the commercial side, like mm-hmm. big brands, they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions. Um, but you know, our, our budgets are, are usually like, like fractions of fractions of, of those budgets. And I remember yeah. specifically there was a use case um, uh, a couple, well, several years ago, but, uh, but the, I was working at a different company and they wanted to do a one minute video and they were like, well, we did a one minute video with this other company and it was only $60,000. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what, who, what, what, are, what was the point of the video? Why did you do this? Right. Let me see this $60,000 video. And so I saw yeah. it and I was like, oh my gosh. Number one, this is a commercial video, and and yeah. and number two, like there, I could get you something that is better than this for uh, a tenth the price. And they Absolutely. were just like, "You're kidding me!" And there's no way, there's no way. This is everything costs way, way, way more than that to make if you're going to make it well. And we and we and we told a great story, and they were just yeah. like, "Okay." now what? And I'm like, well, now I can take the rest of that budget and go make two more videos. (laughs) There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't take that. Um, But I do think, and especially on the consumer side, to your point, it's just, it's the way of working and it has been for so long that you just go into it without even thinking. Um, But we have to be scrappy, you know, an employment brand. And I think that alone like sparks that creative energy and the creative thinking around how to do things differently and how to make, make it happen with less. So, so that is the point. I'm going to talk about how to make it happen with less. Um, I, I, again, I, this has just been uh, an amazing conversation for me. Um, and I know that I could keep going. Um, but what I want to do is I want to, uh, I want to say that I can't wait to, to meet up with you again in a few weeks at summit, uh, continue to learn. I know you're going to have some surprises for everybody too. Thanks so much, Brian. Appreciate you having me. I will see you soon. Thanks, Camille. Have a great one. I'll see you in July.